Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, One Taken, The Other Left. Some time ago, the book series titled, Left Behind, became quite popular. It was an interesting read, but most didn't take it seriously. After all, it was fiction, quote-unquote fiction, right? We certainly could quibble over the details, but the main plot line of Left Behind in the story is based on what Jesus taught. There are two aspects to the second coming of Christ. The first aspect is unexpected, comes as a thief. The second aspect is preceded by all manner of lordship signs and signals that usher in his second coming to the earth. The first phase is what we commonly call the rapture of the church. It will happen suddenly and signlessly without warning. In Matthew 24, after the transition of verse 36, Christ described the time leading up to the first phase of his second coming as life as normal, like it was prior to the flood in the days of Noah. In this first phase of his second coming, he describes what will happen in verses 40 and 41. There he said, Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, and the other left. The issue here is this. Who is taken, and who is left? Some commentators believe that taken refers to those taken in judgment at the end of the tribulation period, while those left refers to those left to go into the kingdom. But I'm going to argue that taken refers to the rapture, while left refers to those left behind to enter into the day of the Lord's judgment. It is important to note that in this immediate context, there are two different words used for the action of taking. In verse 39, the word took, in the phrase, the flood, the flood took them all away, is the Greek word ario. This word ario is clearly used in the sense of judgment here. But an entirely different word is used in verses 40 and 41. Here the word taken is the Greek paralambano. This word means to take to or with oneself. The F, uh, John F. Hart says, The thought is always one of accompaniment and almost always is used in a positive sense, that is for close fellowship. The word is overwhelmingly used in a positive sense. End of quote. John F. Hart. In contrast, the word left is the Greek word ephemi, which consistently has a negative connotation, meaning to abandon. The normal usage of these words would apply the positive word taken to God's people and the negative word left to unbelievers. To turn it around is forced and abnormal unless the context demands it. Just two days later, Jesus again used these exact words in his upper room discourse. He used the word taken, paralambano, in the rapture promise of John 14.3, where he said, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. Receive is the Greek paralambano. Receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So there is consistency with paralambano, referring to the rapture in John 14.3, and paralambano, that is taken, also referring to the rapture in Matthew 24, 40, and 41. 
In the same context of John 14, Christ also used the word left, Greek, ephemi, in a negative sense. John 14, 18, I will not leave, Greek, ephemi, leave you orphans. I will come to you. Therefore, I understand the taken in John 24, 40, and 41 to refer to those taken in the pre-tribulation rapture, while those left refers to those abandoned to the day of the Lord's judgment. In my mind, this is the most straightforward and consistent view in light of both the usage of the terms and the context. Jesus then went on to emphasize watching and being ready because he is coming, quote, at an hour you do not expect, Matthew 24, 44. Again, John Hart says, the pre-tribulation rapture is the best exegetical and theological interpretation of Matthew 24, 36 through 44. Other rapture theories do not do justice to the transitional nature of verse 36, to the nature of the Noah illustration of the imminence resident in the passage as illustrated in the thief imagery, and the best and, and the very to be alert, Gregoo, it should be acknowledged that Jesus was the originator of the pre-tribulation rapture, teaching both in the Olivet Discourse in John 14, 1-3, and the Peter, Paul, and John were dependent upon the discourse for much of their teaching about the rapture. End of quote. Those that take the view of only the second phase of the second coming being found in Matthew 24 often say the rapture can't be in view because the whole context is talking about Israel. But note this carefully. It is true that verses 4 through 35 distinctly have Israel in view. However, then we have a transition in verse 36. And the following verses related to this change do not mention Israel at all, as seen in verses 37 through 44. That is consistent with the truth of the rapture, which is a church age event. It's not hard to think that the church was on Jesus' mind. Just two days later, in John 14, Jesus again addressed the issue of the rapture. So this is the first phase of his second coming that was clearly on his radar. To properly understand Matthew 24, we need to understand that there are two phases to the second coming being presented. The coming in verses 29 through 33 comes after the tribulation period. The coming in verses 37 through 44 comes before the tribulation period. And verse 36 is the key transitional verse that makes a distinction between the two. Thus, the teaching of Jesus in Matthew 24 becomes the seed plot for the development of the first aspect of his second coming and how it relates to the second aspect as further revealed in the New Testament scriptures. First Thessalonians 4, 16-18, The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Lord, the truth of the, the coming, uh, your coming, uh, the second coming of the rapture is indeed a comforting hope. And so we thank you for the truth of the scriptures. We live in troublesome times, but we are looking forward to the blessed hope of the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Perhaps today, Lord, even so, come quickly. We thank you for the truth of the scriptures, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.